You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our guest today is Rob Fugetta. He is the founder and CEO of Zuberance, and he's the author of Brand Advocates, Turning Enthusiastic Customers into a Powerful Marketing Force. Research shows that three out of four people no longer trust what advertisers say, but nine out of ten are going to trust what a peer says. Today I'm going to explore how you, as a CEO of a middle market firm, can put the power of advocacy to work for your firm with author author Rod Fugetta. Rob, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Hi, Rick. Good to be with you here today. Good to have you on your program. Let's start uh, very simply. Tell me your definition of the term brand advocates. Well, that sounds like a, a fancy term, Rick, but uh, I don't want to uh, make it too complex. It's really simply people who recommend brand and products that they like to others. And uh, the key thing is that they do that without getting paid or incentives. And, uh, you know, research shows that about one out of four consumers and business buyers are brand advocates. They go out of their way to recommend brands and products to their friends. So uh, there are millions of brands that brand advocates uh, here in the U.S. and all across the world. One out of four, that's a higher percentage than I would have expected. I, I didn't realize that there were so many latent advocates out there waiting to be tapped into and kind of brought into the fold? Well, you know, we're all recommending things to each other these days. Um, you know, it's not just restaurants. You know, in the old days, you go to a restaurant or stay at a hotel, and that was about it. Today, you know, we've become a nation of uh, restaurant critics and food <laughs> critics and hotel critics. Right. We're posting our reviews on Yelp and TripAdvisor. In fact, TripAdvisor has over 30 million reviews. That's just, you know, one site with 30 million reviews. And those reviews are being, you know, written by people just like you and me and people listening to the show, just, you know, everyday people who are staying in hotels on business or pleasure and uh, are writing reviews about their experiences. So, yeah, I mean, advocates are not uh, green people with, uh, you know, three legs and horns in their head. They're, they're people <laughs> like you and me and others who... Uh, you know, whether you eat in a restaurant, stay at a hotel, go to a, a movie, uh, read a book these days, we're all recommending things to each other. I guess I think of the uh, Saturday Night Live skit when they had uh, Commander Kirk on and he had all the people who were avid followers of Star Trek. I guess in some ilk that could be construed as a brand advocate for the Star Trek franchise. Yeah, well, I mean, there's uh, there are, uh, according to Keller Fay, a word-of-mouth research firm, there are three-and-a-half billion word-of-mouth recommendations each and every day, three and a half billion, and the average American consumer recommends brands and products about 60 times a week. And so, uh, I mean, this is word-of-mouth. Of course, it's been uh, amplified in the social media age, but right. uh, no, it's, uh, it is it is something that we do all the time. You know, we're recommending who to hire, who to date, what restaurants to eat at, what uh, hotels to stay in it's uh, you know it just become part of uh, who we are as a people just to recommend things to each other we're talking with rob fugetta he is the founder and ceo of his firm zuberance and we're going to talk about zuberance a little bit later in the interview but we're talking right now and focused on his book brand advocates so what was the inspiration for you to take the time and make the commitment rob to write this book 
Well, you know, Rick, I wanted to share with uh, people uh, the power of word-of-mouth marketing, specifically word-of-mouth marketing that enables and engages these brand advocates. Um, I've been in marketing uh, more than 30 years, and uh, I've tried just about every every type of uh, marketing approach or technique, and and nothing has ever worked better than word-of-mouth marketing. Uh, And so, you know, I've I've seen this now from the standpoint of a marketing practitioner, but also from the standpoint of a company uh, that manages advocate marketing programs for brands. And uh, the results that we're seeing from these advocate marketing programs are so profound and so dramatically uh, better and different than traditional marketing that I wanted to share that with marketers. And and so uh, that was really my inspiration, was to share with marketers an approach that was working uh, significantly better than traditional marketing. And we're going to talk in a little bit here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Our guest is Rob Fugetta, and we're talking about his book, Brand Advocates. We're going to talk about, does this work for B2B firms? I'm not ready to go there yet, and I've only got a few minutes before our first break here, about three minutes, but I wanted to ask you if you could define two terms that I saw you use in your book. We're, we're talking to CEOs and business owners, uh, Rob, of companies, you know, five to $100 million in revenue across North America. So the, you have two terms in your book that I thought, I'd like you to talk about a little bit. One is term earned media, and then the other one is owned media. So to, to help to make our audience a little more sophisticated in this area, could could you share a little bit behind the definitions of those two terms? Oh, sure, Rick. So earned media is media that you earn. It's uh, word of mouth is a form of earned media. It's what happens when people are talking about your uh, brand or product. So if you're managing a uh, hotel and uh, people are saying uh, are talking about it that that's earned media it's media that you don't have to buy or pay for or sponsor now owned media is media that you own and that you create and uh, a good example of that for executives that are in b2b companies might be a white paper or uh, uh, case study, uh, th- that's owned media, media that you create and media that you own. Uh, but earned media is, uh, you know, media that gets created when people are talking about your company or your brand or product. And a lot of ways, earned media is the most valuable form of media to have. Why? Why is that? Well, it's more trusted. Okay. Yeah, it's more trusted. In fact, it's the most trusted form of media. 92%, 92% of people, according to Nielsen, Trust word-of-mouth recommendations. Again, word-of-mouth form of earned media. And uh, only about 20 to 30% trust paid media. Uh, Owned media, about 50%. So the thing that really distinguishes earned media and what makes it so valuable and so powerful is that it is trusted uh, by your buyers, your customers, and others. So you really... uh, So so let me get this straight then. I'm talking with Rob Fugetta. Rob, you, you would really... Is it fair to say that you would suggest to the CEOs that are listening to our show that in the as they look at their media placements, they have really three cate- three broad categories to have that they should have a strategy around: paid, owned, and then earned media. Is that a fair thing for me to say? Yeah, and and the thing that most companies and executives and managers are familiar with is, of course, paid media, uh, and that's you know the most uh, sort of the popular form of paid media is placing advertising and. I say this in my book, Rick, that, you know, it's not that I'm saying there isn't a role for paid media and advertising. There is. Uh, paid media, including advertising, can provide reach, and uh, it's a way of 
uh, of controlling, if there is such a term anymore, controlling the message. You know, what you pay for is what's going to be said in that ad. Right. But, um, uh, but today, uh, thanks largely to social media, what people are saying about you is much more trusted and more influential than what you say about yourself. So you can run all the ads in the world that you like, but what really matters is uh, not so much what you say about your brand or products, but what your customers say about it and what others say about it. And so, yeah, so uh, when, when you're developing a marketing and media program, you really need to be looking not only at paid media, and not all only at uh, the media that you create, uh, such as white papers and case studies, but you really need to be looking at earned media, word of mouth, uh, the world's most powerful sales tool, word wow. of mouth. Wow, word of mouth. All right, well, we're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, we're going to be spending the entire uh, show today with Rob. Uh, I'm going to ask you this question, and you, you can answer it after we come back from the break. You write in your book that advocates are worth five times what other customers are worth. I'm going to ask you to explain the math behind that and then the power behind the math. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with Rob Fugetta after these words from our advertisers. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sound board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year. Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results, a cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. 
with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Rob Fugetta is our guest. He's the author of the book, Brand Advocates. I'd like to let you know that all of our shows can be heard live here on octalkradio.net or on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs are on our show, and the companies place the interview on their website. Each month, we reach an audience of CEOs running middle market firms. Generally, we get ten to 15,000 downloads of our podcast. Simply type Critical Mass Radio show into your favorite podcasting software and you'll get our weekly updates as well all right rob before the break i said we were going to talk about why advocates are so valuable you write in your book that they're worth five times what other customers are worth first of all can you explain the math to me yeah sure rick so um advocates are 5x uh, more valuable because not only do they buy your products and services they go out of your, their way to recommend them to their friends and their peers and family members and you know, thousands of consumers online. So, and how do they do that? Well, you know, they'll refer customers to you. They'll write glowing ratings and reviews and testimonials. Uh, they'll take your offers and content and share it with others. Um, they'll recommend you on uh, review sites like Yelp and uh, TripAdvisor and others. And so advocates are, are sort of your virtual marketing force. And so not only do they buy a lot from you, they'll also go out of their way to bring customers in for you. So they go beyond, they're even more valuable than your loyal customers because not only do they buy continuously in many cases like loyal customers do, they serve as this virtual marketing force and virtual sales force for you. It's really important to be able to identify who your advocates are. And a little bit later in the interview, we're going to talk about the net promoter score and, and how you advise companies to take that information and then to really make it action-oriented. And, and that's a lot of what your book is about. But before we get there, can you discuss the three R's of advocacy? And I'd like you to kind of keep in mind the CEOs that are in our audience that are running B2B firms because I think a lot of this is very easy to connect to for a B2C company. And... Uh, but I also know from reading your book th- that this works equally as well in, in B2B space. So could, could you talk about the three R's of advocacy with a focus on B2B companies? You bet. So, Rick, um, when we talk to our customers who include both who are both B2B and B2C uh, companies, they ask, you know, what kind of benefits can we get from enabling and amplifying our recommenders or advocates, as I call them? And the three R's are really about the three key benefits you're going to get when you you take your best customers, your most enthusiastic customers, and you turn them into a marketing force for you. The first R is recommendations. And, you know, today recommendations are more valuable than anything. You know, uh, even uh, companies like Visa and others uh, are recognizing that uh, recommendations are really what matter. You know, this is what has been called the age of advocacy, and that today uh, we're all looking for recommendations on the review sites that I mentioned and elsewhere. So the first R uh, and the first key benefit is that you're going to get more recommendations. The second big benefit is referrals. And, uh, you know, it was just mentioned in the previous spot, but also many co- for many companies listening to uh, this broadcast today, 
that their lifeblood of their business is referrals. It's certainly that way for Zuberance, where more than 90% of our business comes from referrals. When you supercharge your advocates, when you turn them on, you're going to get more referrals. And we have B2B companies that are generating thousands of referrals by engaging and activating uh, their advocates. And, and ultimately, it's all about revenues. And uh, companies are boosting their revenues by getting their advocates to post positive reviews uh, on third-party sites and uh, also by getting uh, revenues by getting their advocates to share offers and promotional uh, uh, materials with their social networks. One of the companies that we uh, have worked with is uh, Norton. Uh, that's the consumer brand of Symantec. But, you know, it's the type of product, Rick, that, um, you know, it's not a sexy product. It's Norton Security Software. It's used really in a business setting for the most part. And their uh, sales increased by $26 million after they activated Norton Advocates. And uh, this is measurable. You know, so when you get advocates to share promotional offers with their peer networks, if you give a unique promotional code to those offers that are being shared by advocates, you can track very precisely how much new business you're getting by uh, activating your advocates to share offers. So those are the three R's, again, recommendations, referrals, and revenues, and, and those are all powerful benefits for companies that embrace advocate marketing uh, as a key part of their marketing mix. We're talking with Rob Fugetta. He is the author of Brand Advocates, the book Brand Advocates. He's also founder and CEO of his firm, Zuberance, which we're going to talk about here a little bit later in the Critical Mass radio show. One of the things that you said that I thought was particularly interesting is the importance that the company has to place on enabling their advocates to reach a wider audience. Can you talk a little bit about the, the responsibility of the company to enable the advocates to activate? Well, yeah, you know, when we talk to companies about word of mouth, you know, they, mostly what they'll say is that, yeah, you know, they know that uh, their customers are talking about them, and they know that they have some customers that are saying good things, but they're really not systematically uh, amplifying word of mouth. They're, they're not in a structured, systematic way identifying who those highly uh, satisfied customers are, their advocates. So they're not identifying them systematically, and they're not in a programmatic way making it easy for those uh, recommenders to uh, recommend uh, even uh, more effectively uh, or finding uh, customers of theirs who would recommend if you made it easy for them. And they're not tracking the results of it. So that's the big opportunities that uh, companies have. And I'm sure um, every single person listening to the show today, you have advocates. You do have people, uh, uh, customers that are recommending you. And the key thing, the, the key way to really uh, get business advantage out of this is find out who those advocates are and systematically and programmatically uh, engage them uh, to drive more revenues and recommendations and referrals for your business. Excellent. Thank you, Rob. Um, one more question, then we're going to take our next break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Can you explain the concept that you talked about in your book called the Triangle of Trust? Triangle of Trust? Yeah, the Triangle of Trust. And so I wasn't talking there about the Circle of Trust from the Fockers movie. Uh, <laughs> it's, but okay. it's similar. It's, it's got some similarity. Okay. So what, what I talked about when I said the Triangle of Trust is that, you know, we're all pretty familiar with the uh, traditional marketing model where the brand works together with an agency or internal resources. They craft a message, 
choose media, and at the end of that uh, chain is the uh, consumer or the, or the target audience, and at the end of that chain is the uh, delivered that message gets delivered to the consumer, uh, typically by paid media. That model is very broken, and it doesn't work very well anymore. We're in an age now where two out of three millennials block ads. They're not seeing the ads that companies are buying. So to d- continue doing that traditional marketing mo- model in an era where uh, the consumers are controlled doesn't work very well. What does work is to create what I call a triangle of trust. And the way that works is that uh, that the marketers find the advocates, and in the place of paid media, they put advocates and have the advocates uh, communicate the brand's message to the target audience. And the role of the marketer and the brand in that triangle of trust is to enable or facilitate that connection uh, between the advocates and the consumers. And so in that triangle, um, at the top left-hand, it's sort of a, an upside-down triangle. At the top left-hand corner, you have the advocates. On the far right, you have the prospects. And at the bottom of the triangle is the marketer or the brand. And the marketer or the brand's job is to enable that connection, facilitate that connection, a trusted conversation, uh, a trusted connection between people who love your company, your brand, or product, and people who are looking for that category of products. And that that's what marketing needs to be all about in this age of advocacy, this age of consumer, where people are easily blocking out paid media messages. Interesting. It, it goes back to a little bit of what we talked about just before that, that conversation, as well as the role that the, that the company plays in, in this marketing of their message. And it is, a, it is a fundamentally different philosophical mindset than traditional, the traditional route, which you explained earlier, Rob. So, so thank you for sharing that with our audience of CEOs who are running middle market farms. So we're going to take our second commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When, when we get back, I'm going to ask Rob Fugetta about something else that's in his book, Brand Advocates, and that's the idea of using the net promoter score and the role that it plays in your model, both as you write about it in the book and then also maybe the work that you do at Zubrin. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. If, you haven't, if you're not familiar with the term net promoter score, you certainly want to stay around to learn about that. But more important, as important, you want to understand how we use that and how Rob uses that and talks about it in his book to activate the advocates in your network. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. 
this holiday, there's the kind of gift card you give out. Then there's the kind of gift card that gives back. With 10C's charitable giving cards, your company can give the gift of giving to employees, clients, friends, anyone you like. They, in turn, can use the card to make a donation to any local or national 501c3 charity of choice, while your company enjoys a tax deduction. Doing good is in the cards. 10C charitable giving cards. Call 714-953-5757 or visit 10c.org. I just wanted to share with you my experience as a member of Center Club. Many of you know that I've been a member of Center Club in Costa Mesa, California for over four years. I hold my monthly CEO peer group meetings there, my annual executive conference, and my daily business meetings at the club. I found the staff to be professional and courteous. My guests enjoy meeting at Center Club with its newly remodeled meeting rooms, dining rooms, and common areas. If you're looking for a place to conduct meetings, host events, or meet some of Orange County's most successful business leaders, then joining the Center Club may be the answer. For information regarding club membership and private events, visit their website at www.center-club.com. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Rob Fugetta is our guest for the entire show, and I'm very excited to have him here. We're talking about his book, Brand Advocates. By the way, if you happen to listen to our show via iTunes, I would ask that you take a minute to write a review about our show. That's a powerful way for you to help us grow our audience of business executives, and it makes a significant impact on the visibility that others will have to find the content that we deliver here each week on Critical Mass Radio Show. If you don't subscribe to a podcasting software system and get Critical Mass Radio Show, you may want to do that at this time. Just type in Critical Mass Radio Show, and you'll get our weekly updates. Our live show streams on octalkradio.net. As I said, Rob Fugetta is our guest. His wonderful book, Brand Advocates, very insightful, content-rich. Highly recommend you buying it if you're if you're looking in this area. And I think, based on what we're talking about, everybody has advocates. It's your job to figure out how to activate them. So, Rob, before the break, I said we're going to talk a little bit about Net Promoter Score, commonly known as NPS. Can you first just simply explain what that is and then help people to understand how that forms a foundation, potentially, for their advocate program? Sure, Rick. So Net Promoter Score is a uh, metric uh, for a customer loyalty that has been adopted by thousands of companies. And, uh, you know, recently I, I uh, was uh, on the phone with AT&T Wireless and uh, I had a question about my bill. Right after I got off the phone, I got a text from AT&T Wireless, and there was a, a question that they wanted to ask me. That question was, uh, how likely are you to recommend... AT&T Wireless on a uh, scale of uh, 0 through 10. But what they were asking me was the ultimate question for customer loyalty, and that is that how likely are you to recommend? That That's the heart of Net Promoter. So Net Promoter uh, is a, a way of determining the level of loyalty and advocacy of your customers, and it's based on this 0 to 10 rating. And the, the question, the way it's asked is, how likely are you to recommend fill in the blank, whether it's AT&T Wireless or Critical Mass Radio Show or Rob Fijetta's book, how likely are you to recommend it to others? And if you answer 9 or 10, you're considered a, in that promoter lingo, you're considered a promoter. And what I what I find interesting and powerful about NPS is that the people who self-select a 9 or a 10 actually exhibit different behaviors than people who even rate themselves an eight. And therein, therein lies the power of advocacy, doesn't it? It's the behaviors that you want to get after as a, as a company and your brand. 
Well, yeah, because, you know, with Net Promoter, uh, and, and by the way, I, I, I didn't mention this, so I should, in terms of how you calculate your Net Promoter score. So going back, Rick, to that 0 to 10 scale, if you respond 0 through 6, unlikely to recommend you're considered a detractor. If you respond 7 through 8, you're considered a passive. 9 through 10, a promoter. And the way you calculate your NPS is really very simple. It's your percentage of promoters, those 9s and 10s, minus your percentage of detractors, which is 0 through 6. Uh, that equals your net promoter score. It's expressed that as, as a percentage. What I found really interesting about Net Promoter, and I, I was doing some work with the company that co-created Net Promoter, is I was looking at Net Promoter data uh, across scores of industries and companies, and I was finding that the percentage of customers answering that question was uh, surprisingly high. That would say highly likely to recommend. In some cases, you know, 30, 40, 50, even 60%. And what occurred to me was, you know, our businesses reaching out to those those hand wavers, those nines and tens, and I was saying, hey, that's Rick, that's great that you'd recommend uh, my book. Uh, you know, how would you like to uh, write a review about it on Amazon or refer uh, a friend or uh, share some content from the book? And uh, and so that's that's really the big opportunity. It's great to be running net promoter scores. I believe that it's a, and it's been proven to be an important uh, uh, business metric. But uh, net promoter, you want to take the next step and mobilize those promoters and uh, help and turn them into a marketing force for your company. And that's what I um, uh, that's what I love about your book and your methodology is that um, asking the question and getting the results is the good is a great first step, CEOs. And you can you can do this so effortlessly. And the fact that it's one question, maybe with a, a short answer afterwards sort of helps you get a high return on the responses to it so you actually get some 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 data to work with but if you don't do anything more than just recognize how we scored on the net promoter score it's sort of like you've really missed the strategic opportunity to um, to turbocharge the growth of your business and i think rob that's partly where your book brand advocates come in because you begin to give them a system to take that information and and activate your advocates well, yeah, and I think that that, uh, and we've used this, we're a fan of asking that question. It's a simple, how likely you recommend that question is, it's a simple, easy, and effective way to identify advocates. And we've helped companies identify hundreds of thousands of advocates uh, by asking that question. But, yeah, the key thing is then, okay, and by the way, I, I you know, I, I've answered that question a couple times for AT&T Mobile, where I... I, I actually, you know, gave it a 9 or 10, so I self-identified as a promoter. And, and Rick, guess what happened after that? I'm afraid to say uh, nothing. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no one contacted me. And, and you know, recently I, I actually stayed at a Hyatt Regency in Seattle, and I gave it a 9 or 10, and I, uh, I even commented that I really enjoyed my stay at the Hyatt Regency and glad to recommend others and happy to write it and, and wow. attend. Uh, no response whatsoever. Wow. And I thought, you know, geez, what a, what a missed business opportunity. Here I am waving my arms saying, right. you know, man, I really love the Hyatt Regency in, in Seattle. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, and I can only attribute that to, you know, they, they don't have a system. They don't have a system that is when you see someone giving you a 9 or 10, uh, automatically it ought to reach out to you and, and invite you to recommend. And, right. and that's really the big opportunity that companies are missing with NPS. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. We're talking with Rob Ujeda, and we're talking about his book, Brand Advocates. We just kind of completed a discussion on Net Promoter Score, and if you're interested in learning more, just type in Net Promoter Score. You'll find 
ton of great information on how you, regardless of the size of your company, can begin to have use this this IP and and understand where your advocates are. So let let's talk about creating an advocacy program because I believe there therein lies the power of knowledge, which is action. Tell us about the four steps you write about in your book to create an advocacy program, Rob. Well, so uh, advocate marketing, as it's now being called, or advocacy uh, marketing, um, really um, is is really about uh, you know first, like any other marketing program or any business uh, program, is starts by having a plan and, and you know creating a plan that you know makes it clear you know, what your goals are is through your advocates. Are you trying, for example, to increase awareness? Uh, to generate more referrals, uh, to boost your online rating. So being really clear in your goals about, in the plan, about what your goals are. So number one, you know, creating that uh, plan. Uh, secondly, then to start to uh, get ready internally. Uh, and, you know, we help companies with this by building out the applications and the technology that's going to be needed to activate advocates. And, and then also, um, you know, making sure that the, the company is prepared to respond. Uh, in the cases that I mentioned earlier, clearly there's not a system in place that can respond. So you get ready internally, get the technology ready, uh, and then launch the program. And when you're launching the program, of course, having in place the tools and the analytics to be able to measure and optimize the results. But, you know, it's really it's a similar process to any online marketing program uh, or campaign. It's about having a clear plan, executing and measuring it uh, and optimizing the results. Thank you. We're talking with Rob Fugetta. He is the founder of a firm, and that's Zuberance, which we're going to talk about shortly. And we're talking about the content of his book, Brand Advocates, Turning Enthusiastic Customers into a Powerful Marketing Force. We're going to take our third and final commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Rob, when we come back, I wonder if you could give us from your perspective, you know, you're talking about advocacy marketing, and, and I'm wondering... Is this a fad, or is this the new normal for how, you know, for some extended period of time, companies have to consider and think about how they market and position their firm? So we're talking with Rob Fugetta. He is founder and CEO of Zuberance. He's going to answer that question and more, ladies and gentlemen, on the final segment of Critical Mass Radio Show. We come back after these words. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. 
Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and if you're listening to the show today live, uh, tell your friends. It'll be up on our iTunes and our podcasting stream uh, later this week. I would like you to share as much of this as you can with your social network and let people know about Rob's appearance here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We're talking about his book, Brand Advocates, Turning Enthusiastic Customers into a Powerful Marketing Force. Before the break, I said, Rob, I want you to address is... Is this a fad given, maybe born by technology, that, you know, now that we have this new power, everybody wants to use it, as we started out kind of the conversation saying everybody's now, an, uh, you know, an editor or reviewer? Rob, could you explain if brand advocacy is a temporary fad born by technology or if it has become a sea change and it is the new normal for how brands should consider marketing their firms? Yes. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, the, the world has changed and the big shift that has occurred is now the consumer is in charge and that goes for the business buyer and the consumer as well. And so in this new, brave new world where the consumer is in charge and the consumer is bypassing traditional media challenge, uh, channels and instead relying on networks of friends and peers and family members to help guide their purchase decision. Uh, in this new, brave new world, marketers and business owners really need to be reaching consumers in the way that they are making decisions today. You know, uh, it used to be that uh, consumers would uh, rely heavily and would be influenced heavily by advertising, and, and that's just not true anymore. As I said earlier, Rick, 92% of people trust uh, word of mouth from their peers, and 9 out of 10 consumers and business buyers today say, that they rely on recommendations, word of mouth, from advocates and others in making purchase decisions. Wow. So that's not that's not a fad. That's something that's not going to go away quickly. Uh, and it, it's a lasting and profound change in the way consumers and business executives make purchase decisions. And companies need to be aware of that and uh, to be trying to influence the influencers hmm. uh, and the advocates and get them to recommend your company, your brand, and products and services to others. We're talking with Rob Fugetta, and he is founder and CEO of Zuberance, and we're talking about his book, Brand Advocate. So let's talk about Zuberance. Help us to understand what your firm does, who you do it for, and maybe first, can you explain the name? Well, the name actually comes from advocates. And so uh, when you talk to people about uh, the brands and products they recommend, they become positively exuberant. Ah. I mean, have you ever seen somebody talking about their new iPhone? Uh, you know, they'll create a lit in their hand like their newborn baby. <laughs> and they'll go on and on about how much they love the product. Or same thing about a new car or when someone goes to a restaurant that they love, they just can't wait to tell all their friends at work about the wonderful meal that they enjoyed. They're positively and irrationally exuberant. And so we uh, created that name as kind of a, uh, to salute those uh, enthusiastic recommenders and just kind of did a little spin on the word instead of the exuberance. We called it exuberance with a Z. And what is it that your firm does? Well, so we manage and power advocate marketing programs for consumer and business brands, and we provide technology and services and expertise to help them identify their advocates, uh, activate them, and then track the results of those advocate programs and campaigns. And we do this now for, well, we've worked for over uh, 100 large brands worldwide, and uh, mostly these are ongoing programs, Rick. They're not one-time campaigns. 
mostly because when you identify a real advocate for your business, you don't want to get them to write a review or share an offer and then kick them to the curb. You want to continually engage them over a long period. And so uh, we run on, we manage and power ongoing advocate marketing programs uh, for companies in automotive, consumer electronics, uh, health and wellness, uh, certainly restaurants, uh, uh, and many, many other categories. Okay, so the audience that listens to my radio show across North America tend to be two, you know, five to $100 million companies. Do companies those size work with Zubrins too, or, or am I hearing it's for larger? They do. Okay. Yeah, no, they do. Good. Um, though we have many large uh, cus- uh, brands as customers, we also work with many mid-sized firms. It's one of the reasons why I was so excited about coming on your show today is because, you know, for the audience, the CEOs of middle firms, I really can't think of any better way that you can market your business than word of mouth. I In agree. fact, uh, for most middle firms, they, they really don't have the uh, marketing war chest of large companies. And so, you know, doing splashy and expensive ad campaigns uh, really is not the right uh, formula in most cases uh, for middle firms. Instead, you know, they really need to look at things like word of mouth and peer recommendations and referrals to drive their business. Again, not to say that advertising doesn't play a role. But it's interesting, even on this show, I think I've heard you say twice now, Rick, you've asked your audience, if you like what you're hearing here, tell tell others. Right. And, uh, you know, that that's what uh, CEOs and middle firms need to be doing in a systematic and programmatic way, is getting their happy customers uh, to tell other people. I completely um, agree with you, and that's why I was excited to have you on the show, because as I read your book, I thought, this, this plays to my audience perfectly, and they need to... They need to know about what Ron has Rob has written about. Sorry, but my my only question is there was there was some there was some con, a conversation in your book that said scale does help an advocacy program. It does help to have a large number of advocates. So help me to understand. Help me to re- reconcile, Rob, the fact that this is great for middle market firms, but there also is a power in sort of in the size and uh, of your advocacy network. Well, in my book, I talk about this. Uh, I use this term, advocate army. And your advocate army consists of, you know, those customers and others that are recommending your company or product or services. Now, you know, the bigger that advocate army is, uh, the more people it can reach, the more prospects it can reach. And so you want to be continually uh, building and growing that advocate army. Um, and now, um, uh, certainly, you know, for companies that have, say, a 1,000 customers, like, you know, let's say a company that has a 1,000 customers and others who could serve as recommenders, you know, maybe about 10%, anywhere from 5 to 10% of those uh, customers and others will proactively recommend, right? So if it's 1,000, to the top of the funnel is 1,000, you know, you may have anywhere from, you know, 50 to 100 recommenders. But, you know, those recommenders uh, can do a, a lot of good for your company. Uh, they can bring in new customers. Uh, they can share your content. Uh, they can refer their friends and their peers. Uh, so, but, but size does matter. And, and so the more advocates, the better. And so, you know, uh, a way to really get a lot of benefit out of this type of approach is to keep on building that advocate army. Right. Rob Fugetta is our guest. He's founder and CEO of Zubrance. He's also the author of Brand Advocates. Um, a couple minutes left here on the show. 
I have, ladies and gentlemen, full disclosure, I have more questions for Rob from the content than in his book than I will have time to ask him today, which means there's much more to learn from buying and, 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 and reading his book. So we're going to get to that here at the end of the show. But before we're there, Rob, um, tell me a little bit about the do's and the don'ts of advocacy in an advocacy program. Can, can you share, you write in the book about the three do's and the three don'ts. I wonder if you could just kind of quickly highlight those for our audience. Well, I'll, I'll, how about if I give you one of each that really stand out? And, and the first one from a standpoint of what you should not be doing, and that is paying your advocates. So, uh, you know, it's not that you shouldn't say thank you or you shouldn't acknowledge them or even in some cases reward them, reward them in appropriate ways. But what I say about paying advocates is that you shouldn't be saying to a customer uh, or other person, Look, if you write me a review, I'll, I'll give you ten bucks or a hundred bucks or something like that. It's tawdry. It sounds it's yeah. not necessary. It's kind of lame. Yeah, it's kind of lame. Desperate. <clears throat> and the FTC doesn't like it very much. Now, recently, by the way, uh, just happened within the last few days. Amazon is suing about a hundred companies that pay people to create fake reviews. Oh my gosh! And uh, and so um, they're going after them, right? There, there's uh, there are these companies that will pay you to write a review. And by the way, uh, I hate to say it, but some authors have used these services to get reviews of their books uh, on Amazon. Hmm. So you shouldn't be paying advocates. Um, now, there, there, in my book, I talk about ten different ways that you can acknowledge and thank and even reward your advocates that doesn't involve paying them. And, you know, one thing, for example, could be to make a donation to a social cause, a nonprofit, on their behalf. Mm. Uh, one of our customers is a, an energy company, uh, and they are uh, planting a tree on behalf of each advocate uh, who shares some content about their company. And I like that. You know, it does something good for the planet. Uh, it's a positive thing, and it, it creates a great brand equity. Um, so there are things like that that I talk about in my book that... Uh, instead of paying people, ways that you can thank and acknowledge advocates. So that's one of the first uh, thing I would say on the side of what you shouldn't do. Now, let me talk about something you should do. <laughs> and what you should be doing is engaging your advocates uh, on an ongoing basis, right? So many times uh, companies will reach out to their customers and say, you know, write a review for us or share an offer. And it, it, it's very transactional. It's sort of like one thing, right? But when you find an advocate, a true, authentic, non-paid advocate for your business, that that guy or gal is your best salesman and your best marketer. And you don't want to just reach them once and then never talk to them again. Uh, so that's the thing that you really want to do is build a program around this, just like any other program, uh, to, on an ongoing basis, engage and activate and measure and track and optimize the results from these programs. And the companies that are getting great results from advocacy, companies like Intuit, uh, GoDaddy, uh, CDW, uh, those companies have built programs and even have uh, uh, senior executives in their companies in charge of those programs. At GoDaddy, for example, Laura Messerschmidt is the VP of Customer Advocacy. And uh, the company is getting great benefits by having a structured, systematic approach to word-of-mouth marketing uh, focused on these advocates. It, it, it really, it, it, it hits me, it hit me in reading the book, and, it, and you're, you're reinforcing it in this conversation, that the it's a relationship that the company has with their advocates, and what the advocates get out of it is the fact that they have the relationship with the brand. 
Is, is, is that as, am I oversimplifying it? But I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. That- no, I mean, you could, yeah, no, I mean, that's certainly a part of it. Um, you know, advocates are much more than customers. They're, they're stakeholders. Uh, I'm a longtime advocate of the Four Seasons Hotel. And I know as an advocate, when I stay in a Four Seasons Hotel, if something isn't up to snuff, I'm probably, you know, among the first that will go over to the general manager. I won't blast them on TripAdvisor <laughs> uh, <laughs> or on my Twitter because I'm an advocate. I'm a stakeholder. I'll take the general manager aside. I'll say, hey, you know, something's going on over here that you ought to know about. So now your advocates will promote, support, and defend you. Wow. Uh, some of them will get in bar fights, uh, uh, you know, to defend your honor. Yeah, because you, you talk about strategies when there's a crisis to use your advocates as intermediaries. So, I mean, again, in the book Brand Advocates, uh, Rob has a lot more content than we're going to be able to deal with here on Critical Mass Radio Show today. But I thought that was very powerful, how to use them to help you diffuse maybe a touchy situation that might happen in the marketplace. A touchy situation or defend your brand or product or even your pricing. I, uh, Rick, I spent 10 years of my career working at Apple. And, uh, you know, Apple has never made the cheapest computers, as you know. They charge a lot, right? But, you know, Apple advocates would go out of their way to say, yeah, they may be more expensive, but, you know, the user experience is better, or the software is better integrated with the hardware, or, you know, they just work better, or they're easier to use. Uh, You know, you don't need an IT guy to add a a printer to your network (laughs) if you have Apple computers in your office, right? Right. So, yeah, they'll uh, advocates, uh, you know, not only will they, many of them, will uh, tattoo uh, your logo to their arm. And uh, we work with brands like Anytime Fitness, and some of their franchisees have actually done that. Wow. Uh, they're such advocates of Anytime Fitness that they actually walk around with Anytime Fitness logos, logos on their shoulders, tattoos on their shoulders yeah, and I, on their arms. So, yeah, I mean, they're powerful, and they, uh, you know, engaging them and building relationships uh, is key. So I'm sorry, but I'm against the clock. I had... Um I had more questions to ask you than we had time today, but I really have enjoyed this conversation. If someone is out there and they, they want to learn more about Zubrin's your firm, or follow you on social media, or find your book, Brand Advocates, how do they do that, Rob? Well, real simple. So, Zubrin's.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rob Fugetta. And uh, if you go to robfugetta.com, there's more about my book, and I think you can even download a free chapter. That may be uh, active up there. Uh, Yeah, or just send me an email, rob at zubrins.com, and glad to carry on the conversation. All right, I'm going to ask you to spell zubrins. You bet. It's Z-U-B as in boy, E-R-A-N as in Nancy, C-E, zubrins. Perfect. And Fugetta? So let's let's start with a nice Italian. Let's end with a nice Italian name here. Here we go. <laughs> Fugetta is F-U-G-G-E-T-T-A. All right. And it's pronounced Fugetta. And somebody said Fugetta, like forget about it. It wasn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paisan. Uh, it's, uh, thank you so much for putting your thoughts down on, on paper. And, and delivering a book that I highly recommend in the Critical Mass Book Club series. This is an outstanding read for any CEO of any type of firm that's running a middle market company in North America. I would say get get this book. It's a it's a it's a powerful read, but it's a it's a friendly read too. So, Rob, I want to thank you again for being so gracious with your time today, being a friend of the program here in Critical Mass and a part of our growing community of thought leaders. Well, you're certainly welcome, Rick. It's been my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I do this show to help you 
get exposed to ideas that can help you improve the performance of your business, I certainly would again suggest buying and reading Rob's book and then implementing it. I got. I have to thank our advertisers: Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group. And, of course, we support various Orange County nonprofits. Our engineer for the show today was Paul Roberts. Our producer is Joan Park, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about my firm, Critical Mass for Business, that's what you type in, Critical Mass 4, which is F-O-R, business.com. If you want to maybe advertise on the radio show or, or suggest a future guest or learn about my mastermind CEO peer groups, then do that. Until the next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.